If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. on track i i gotta i gotta wrangle you in a lot that's what i've noticed from uh well that's right i'll tangent yeah podcasting with you again i've got to keep it but that's that's why we love you as well let's start here guys welcome Mm. we're celebrating prometheus for its 10th anniversary i'm literally shocked this was the anniversary that's probably shocked me more than any of them is that prometheus is 10 years old it's not the longest anniversary we've done i just feel like that movie happened like yesterday and yeah don't you feel that way oh yeah like watching it back and i was like this came out in 2012 yeah that's wild it came out the same year as the avengers but it feels like it was made more recently than the avengers because Mm -hmm. maybe the visuals haven't aged a fucking day and maybe day maybe the visuals are still ahead of their time based on how movies look now like bro oh my god but we'll we'll get there it always comes back to Damon Lindelof with you and me, by the way. Oh, God. Like, how is he involved? He wrote the movie. No, he didn't. Y- yes, he did. Gosh, you, dang it. I did you, not know that. Oh, my God. Does it make sense now? Think about oh, it. Oh, sure. Think yeah. about it. Oh, my God. Did we just find that out in real time that you didn't know Damon Lindelof wrote this? I had no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> we get to we get to walk through like the entire production history then, don't oh, we? Yeah. That's so, fun. Do you why uh what what noise did I make? I'm I don't know. I'm not awake. Uh, did you watch this on a Blu-ray by chance? Do you own this movie or did you watch it on streaming? No, I watched it on Amazon. Okay, me too. Back in the day when I had the when I collected Blu-rays, I did have like the four disc set. Like it was a huge <laughs> set. And it had great behind the scenes footage making of like it was an mm-hmm. excellent blu-ray if you're into that kind of stuff but also this was when damon lindelof was at the height of his public powers and he was on twitter still he hadn't been pulled off of twitter so we got to follow a lot of this movie in pre-production and in the press and leading up to it because Dam- damon lindelof was one of the first rock star showrunners so he was a writer with a face. So, of course, when he was attached to Prometheus or the Alien prequel, he was interviewed about it just like anybody else was. Uh, even my, maybe more than Ridley Scott. I'm pretty sure Damon Lindelof has spoken more about Prometheus publicly than yeah. Ridley Scott has. So I'm so glad Bullied I got to tell you Bullied off Twitter. Bullied off Twitter. He was. Okay. So so anyway, I'm so glad I get to walk through this with you. Um, so 
obviously like lost if i remember correctly lost had just ended and really scott called him in it was like i have this idea so john spates who's gone on to write dr strange and dune he's written a lot of stuff he wrote the first treatment of this movie but Ridley Scott hired Damon Lindelof after Lost to come in and rework it. And if I remember correctly, mm. the alien that John Spates wrote was a more traditional alien movie, just like a haunted house creature, take it out humans, picking them off one by one. Yeah. But Damon Lindelof was the guy. And you won't be surprised that came in and said, what if we questioned humanity and where we come from and God? And <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that's Damon Lindelof completely changed it from an alien movie to what we got. And the backlash, <laughs> the backlash was all too real. So the people, but you know that, you know that this is a polarizing movie, right? Oh, I've heard, but yeah. yes. Shockingly. So D Damon Lindelof is at the root of all of that. Well, now that you say it, like the whole like Jesus creators, like that totally tracks with everything he's ever done, except <laughs> there's an ending kind of. Yeah. But he does leave it open the way Landeloff doesn't know how to land a plane. Okay. Um, so the, the one thing I will say, too, is that there's been a lot of stuff that's come out after the movie. And Damon Lindelof, if I remember correctly, he was bullied off of Twitter around this time because people like to hate on him because he's a rock star writer with a face and they don't know who to blame. But at the end of the day, Damon Lindelof has kind of subtly put out there that like, this is Ridley Scott's movie. And yes, he gave me a lot of leeway, but my assignment was to write the movie that he wanted to write. So I just did it in the Damon Lindelof way. So he, he was kind of like, not, I don't want to say he said it in an angry way, but he was kind of like trying to like poke us, poke at us a little bit. Like, like I get what you do and don't like about this movie, but at the same time, it was an assignment for me. It's not like I created and finished and ended lost. I was assigned to, yeah. I was assigned to give my take on Prometheus. And ultimately he's the guy who edits. He's the one that makes decisions on the day on the set and all that kind of stuff. So, so I will, I will say that, but, I'm also not ignorant, and you're not ignorant. Damon Lindelof is all over this movie. Oh, 100%, now that you've said it. Yeah, I can see his little his little shitty little fingerprints all over this thing. So I think, first of all, I think that you love this movie a lot. I think that you like this movie even more than me, and I'm not going to let you act like it's not as good as you thought it was prior to sitting down and recording this just because you found that out live on air. No, I unabashedly this is my favorite film in the alien franchise wow by far i like the first one slow slow it's slow yeah uh it's a different vibe mm -hmm. um i love you know me like i love season one of the leftovers yeah like that's my season of the leftovers if you've seen that damon lindelof show so slow um, what that season yeah no, but the lore. I'm a lore guy. And yeah. if you bring in like religion, I'm a man of the cloth, baby. Yeah. And so like, you know, I picked up on the faith aspect. I, I you know, I saw this movie when it came out and uh loved it then. I I can see like now that I've after I watched it and I've probably seen this movie six or seven times at this point. Mm. Um I I can hear and see like people don't like to try during a movie 
they don't want to look into things. They don't want to read into things. They just want it like they want a peanut butter sandwich when it comes to an alien movie. And this is not a peanut butter sandwich. This is like a delicate linguine with lemon and rosemary. Like it's more of that than it is like fast food or, you know, just trash grub. Um, And so I actually love movies that make me do that. I think that I'll always, well, I say this, but I also just freaked out over the mission Impossible dead reckoning trailer. So I feel like those are like, these are two great blockbusters that operate under a different philosophy where it's like mission impossible. It's like, it's not about characters. It's about story and plot mechanics. It's just sequencing, but it's thrilling and it's fun. And it's the reason why you go to the movies. This is a blockbuster that you can tell was handled by like massive creatives that tried to service something different and unique, tried to evolve a franchise instead of jo- doing the same thing over and over again. Cause alien was kind of tired alien and aliens, great movies, but also the, the premise in both of those movies, it's so simple. It's like aliens transcended time because all they did was change the genre. Think yeah. about it. It's, you know, it's not that, incredible they're both incredible movies but it's not incredible to be like you know what let's just make it a war action movie (laughs) but with the xenomorph attacking people still like uh in still in space you know it's like that's the thing that people forget but even like predator i mean it's like these are such simple premises that like it's fair to question why we're continuing to do them you know right but you can say that about any horror movie that's just how i feel i'm a little bit more dismissive towards like why are there 10 Friday the 13th. Like, it's the same fucking thing. There's only <laughs> so much all you can bad. do. There's all only so much bad. you can do to change it. So, the fact that someone like Damon Lindelof comes in, and I think the thing that people take issue with, because they're so used to Alien and Aliens being so cut and dry, beginning, middle, and end, Damon Lindelof does this thing where he poses a bunch of questions without much answers. I, I don't think that this movie really has answers to give. Like, I, I don't... I'm watching the movie, and it's people posing philosophy. But I kind of think it's the point that we don't always figure it out. But it still has a pessimistic tone to a lot of these questions, right? It's like, what if you met your creators? It's the conversation at the pool table. Why? Why do you think your people created me and Holloway says, because they could like, I feel feel like the movie kind of takes its stance right there and there's an hour left. So it doesn't really bother me that we're not answering anything because I know where the movie stands. I mean, how did you feel about that entire, I know that's a broad question, but I mean, how do you feel about that point of view? That what, that it asks a bunch of questions and doesn't give answers. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I believed it. Like I thought, okay, when, when you do sci-fi, there's some sci-fi that you're like, nah, like the fifth element, right? Like this is silly goose time. Great movie. Uh, but it's, it's silly goose. But this movie, I was like, no, I like, there's something to learn here. There is something to take away. Like it, I, because I believed it and I believed the questions and I believed like 
maybe this is, you know, this isn't so far fetched. I already believe in a sky wizard, uh, an invisible sky daddy and that, you know, virgins can have babies. So why would I not believe <laughs> that these big uh, powder looking rock people uh, that look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and powder had a baby? why would I not believe that they could turn into black goo and create life? Do you know what I mean? Like the engineers. Right. Um, and so I, I actually love the questions that this movie raises. And then like th that scene in particular that you're talking about with Holloway and uh, David, where, you know, you can tell David gets kind of pissed. He doesn't like that answer. He wants like right. more meaning or whatever. Um, I just thought it was really interesting how it was handled and how like, you know, I think they did a great job with the characters on this movie and, you know, how you you really don't like Holloway from the beginning, because, A, when you find out David's an android. You still root for him like it's not like, oh, I don't have to care about this person anymore. You actually liked him, even though he's like evil, like I liked him one of the most in the movie that that pool table scene is also like that's the honest trailer moment where mm -hmm. they pick out Holloway because he's like drinking and he's depressed that uh, all of the aliens are gone. But the honest trailer moment is like, bro just landed on a planet and found out aliens exist, had an alien on his ship because I think it's right after the skull explodes. Maybe, and yeah. So it's like he saw all of that and he's still upset and he's still depressed and they're just making fun right. of like, you know, how that actually works in the writing. But I, I, I think David... And it's Fassbender, you know, just doing what he does. I He's a fascinating character because there's lines of dialogue where he's like, I don't want. I don't even understand what it is to want. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of just, um, I, he, he's kind of like a, he's a cat in a cat video that is like pawing at, <laughs> pawing at something, like mm -hmm. just to see how it reacts, if it falls or if like uh, it scratches. His, like he's just trying to see what happens. Uh, because I feel like he doesn't, he just doesn't value human nature the way that humans do. So he's kind of, he's mm -hmm. playing with them like a, like a cat would, like he doesn't give a fuck. And that's kind of how I viewed him. Obviously a much more intelligent, a much better looking, uh, yeah. cat in a cat video. Um, and, uh, I like that idea quite a bit actually. Yeah. And like, oh, another great thing that this movie has going for it is that there's no Danny McBride in it. <laughs> and like so have you seen alien covenant oh yeah that's what i'm talking about right exactly so imagine if i was like did you know it just so happens that he's yeah, an alien that's right no that's not but I, I mean i just think it's fascinating because alien covenant is this weird alien covenant might as well be its own xenomorph you know talk about splicing dna and creating a new thing alien yeah. covenant is the traditional alien movie coupled with the prometheus sequel and it's so glaring and that hodgepodge because I just feel like really Scott took like a after Prometheus came out and it was received a certain way. I just feel like he was like, oh, got to go back to the basics. But he also had to try to bring David in. And that's why they don't start mm. with Shaw, you know, because Shaw's dead at the beginning and all that kind of stuff. And it's a, it was weird a bad movie. movie. It's a weird movie that I yeah, have not revisited since the theaters, whereas I continue to revisit this. Right. Um, much like you. Mm. yeah and like a this has so much eye candy going on Charlize Theron is in this movie Idris Elba is in this movie 
And like, uh, so, but one of the funny things is, is I swore to my friends, swore that the Wayland character was Brad Pitt in prosthetics. I swore to them that was Brad Pitt. Like back uh, in the day? Oh, yeah. When I first saw him, I'm like, that's Brad Pitt. 1000% that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. And it's Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce in his own right, like, sexy human. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've seen Memento. I saw Memento the his, other day. When he takes that shirt off, you're like, daddy like. Let's talk about. Let's talk about everything Wayland. So when I okay. when I go into Prometheus, I know that it's an alien prequel, but they also, you know, told everybody like this is also not what you think it's going to be, and um, this is when the idea of a reboot quote was kind of coming into fruition there in the early 2010s or so. And when I sat down to view Prometheus, I don't remember. In that moment, I don't remember if I saw Alien or Aliens or both. Like, I just had the awareness of what the franchises were, and I went into it knowing that. Mm -hmm. So, it didn't really occur to me that the diehard Alien fan would go in and finally get the movie that's like, oh, we're going to address what this alien is in the chair. We're going to finally show you Waylon from Waylon Corp for the very first time. Like, that didn't register with me. It was just like, oh, this is a character named Peter Waylon. But I didn't think of it like an Alien fan would. So, since then, I've, of course, seen, I think, every Alien movie except Alien Resurrection, the fourth one. Um, so now, why? Why what? Haven't I watched Alien 4? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm saving it for a never-before-seen and a never-before-seen. Gotcha, okay. Anyway, saving it for content. But, uh, I mean, I just watched Alien 3 for the first time. I just did a never-before-seen for that. Got but, um, but now that I've like rewatched Alien and Aliens multiple times and that I rewatch Prometheus again, that's the stuff that I, I critique now. So you brought up Guy Pierce and you brought up Charlize Theron and how they handled Waylon. And I actually think that single-handedly everything about it is the worst part of the film um that that was mostly mishandled i question why it was guy pierce in an old man suit i feel like i know why i think it's just because they want if they have a flashback or they right they're freed up in a sequel to explore young peter whalen they have guy pierce to do it but also at the same time just cast an older actor and then recast guy pierce like sure but also i agree with that but i just think the charlie's their own character is sucks and she like she's there she's there to supervise the mission but also she doesn't really contribute a whole hell of a lot except just kind of being annoying and then the whole reveal like it means nothing that he ends up being her father they could have been father and daughter the entire time it doesn't change the story so then when she has that father moment it's like it's not a big reveal like it because it doesn't matter we're just and so all that kind of stuff she's a palpatine i mean I, I just don't it doesn't add anything. It's it's not what this movie is. So I just felt like they they wrote all that in to explore it later, maybe. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really care for it. So, yeah, again, I think like it's I think it's important to Ridley Scott to have kind of like a badass female character. Sure. Um, and Numi Rapace, like whatever. Um, yeah, it's pretty, you know, hardcore to get a baby <laughs> a baby octopus out of you like that's that's pretty hardcore that but scene is awesome like in aliens well is it aliens or aliens three where it's basically an action movie aliens like, is the action movie okay, by james yeah. cameron 
So that's what Charlize Theron was there for, you know, because she, she she's the one that like lights up. Oh, oh, Bernie boy. What's his name? The, the one that gets infected and she like flamethrowers him. Oh, the, wasn't that that was Holloway? Yeah, she flamethrowers Holloway. Yeah. So like she was kind of like, you know. Rock and roll, um, you know, just a, a warrior. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what she was there for, uh, given, you know, Numi Rapace. I think she did a good job, too, as as Shaw. Yeah, she's, um, yeah, she's essentially the POV that um, she's more just rational, I guess, because she's not trying to discover something. She's just right. there to make sure that, you know, yeah. And I understand that it's important for sure. But and then the whole like play on that, you know, uh, Shaw couldn't have kids but is kind of the mother of all xenomorphs. Like if you take into like, if, if, if the biology is what, if the humans are what gave the possibility for the aliens to like adapt and evolve, then she's kind of their mama. Yeah. Um, Which is so like heart wrenchingly uh, devastating. Yeah. Given that, you know, she never could have kids, but then she had a squid and, uh, you know, all the xenomorphs are her fault. I feel like that take right there is the most anyone's ever thought about Numi Rapace's uh, character from this movie. Like you just <laughs> you just gave her so much credit. Ridley Scott, so much credit for what they did with that character. But I, I actually agree. Like, I yeah. think the it's a it's an interesting character. It's not nearly as well done as as Ripley, but Ripley also had like four and a half movies or whatever but um um she's reminiscent of ripley but also i just i really have liked her in the movie um and this was sort of the first time that i had ever seen her and she hasn't really popped she's been in a couple of things here and there ever since then but it was really she was bad the, she was the tra- foreign dragon tattoo actress that's right? right yeah in the foreign trilogy and if i say foreign it's like the original trilogy but you know you know what I mean. foreign it's america <laughs> um, right. <laughs> i think ultimately though it's like the point that we've kind of arrived at, I think, is I kind of just wish we had movies like this all the time mm-hmm. that are like, like actually just try to do something different and reinvent itself, even though it might not always work. Because when, like, when we talked about the Lost World Jurassic Park last week, we also had a long preamble because there's only so much you could say about this movie. But this podcast, the fact that this podcast started immediately with Prometheus and it's going to go an hour on its own, like, (laughs) there's (laughs) there's just so much to say about it. Yeah. You know? If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And to like this movie, and I know we talked about it a little bit, but man, how good this movie looks. And still, you know, that's what blew me away is that this came out 2012 and like, I thought the CG and visuals, I thought the, the CG and uh, the graphics in this movie are way better than Alien Covenant, um, the movie that came after. Because then they had like the pink weird like xenomorphs, but it looked so fake. Yeah. There was something about this one, you know, whether it be like the little worm uh, spitter from Jurassic Park, you know, the, the one that got uh, Newman whatever dinosaur that was, you know, the, I don't know what they're called, but the one in this one that like basically burns old dude's helmet, like yeah. those I thought even looked good. I thought the face hugger that ended up taking out the engineer at the end of the movie. I mean, all of that looked incredible. That is maybe the most impressed. And I I've always remembered that shot when the doors when she opens the doors and that squid is basically like holding the engineer in a way that he's kind of like hovering off the ground and the way that the tentacles kind of wrap and the way he's fighting them. Yeah. It looks like it is so real. It doesn't look like right. an actor interacting with a CGI monster. It looks like all one in the same and it looks like it's really happening. And then there's that shot where it finally gets a hold of the engineer and it kind of wraps its entire body. And you mm -hmm. start to see that creature's muscles and everything starts to like wrap and ripple and like like tense up like you can see literally the muscles contracting and stuff like when you look at the body of it and it's yeah. it's it's amazing like of course the establishing shots are gorgeous but like right. the body horror that's that's my favorite shot by the way but the body horror mm -hmm. too when we talk about the worm breaking the arm and then there's that quick shot of it going inside what's his face his mouth um i mean all of that it's so well done and be, you know, better than so many other movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really was, uh, you know, the, the, the whole like scenery of the movie, the set design, all of it was so good, so much better than the original. Like, um, you know, that scene where the, the famous scene where John Hurt gets the, I don't know what they call it, but when that thing comes the out chest of his, burster? the chest burster, sure. Uh, like looking at that scene now, you're like, silly, silly goose. But, it, you so, know, for the time, it was terrifying. And I like a lot of practical effects mixed in with the digital stuff. But, yeah, there was something about this movie. Like when she was in that in that whole scene where she's getting rid of the squid baby is, oh I, again, another scene where I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, I am like, dear God, it this movie does a great job with that because I cared about her character. I wanted her to survive mm -hmm. and I really, 
really wanted David to survive. I wanted that storyline to keep going, but I couldn't wait for Waylon to die. And I knew it was coming. I think everybody could see it coming. Right. Um, and then, you know, you just never have hope in these movies that anybody lives except maybe one person. So I was like, kill everyone else, but save that David boy yeah. droid. And then, uh, you know, I wanted Shaw to live and, you know, I think they gave her a cool ending in that it wasn't over and that she was headed to like, you know, there was so much potential for a sequel after this movie. Right. Given the, the writing and it's cause I thought the writing again was good. Yeah. There's some moments where you're like, come on. And there's some tropes, but for the most part, like I thought it was so cool how they, the, the character of David is really, you know, he was the one I rooted for the most in the movie, even though, like, you know, he's bad boy. I do think this movie does sort of have, like, trashy tendencies. Because at the end of yeah. the day, this is a horror movie. And I, I do think it kind of falls into, um, like, the convenience of people making decisions just to die. Like, the two geologists, right. like, yeah. the way that's handled, like, those guys are skeptics. And all of a sudden, they just decide they want to pick on the cute little worm and then they die from it. Like even though it looks great and we talk about the body horror, but like the way that it's written, I mean, that's kind of where the movie becomes everything else sure. um, that we've seen a million times over. And those kind of moments don't work. And I just wish, I don't think that the characters are ever really that fleshed out. Um, I, I think Shaw, there's just enough there for Shaw. And I Correct. agree that I rooted for her, but I mean like the flashbacks with her and Patrick Wilson, like we know where she's coming from and the whole, that's what I choose to believe. But also it gets to a point after Holloway dies. Now she's just kind of in a horror movie and we're just running from aliens, you know? So it's like, yeah, maybe the that movie sets up a more promising arc for that character, but ultimately it doesn't serve her. Um, but, but I also think there's like bare minimum, like it's not like Mission Impossible ever takes any sort of time to deal with the characters. So it's like there is a bare minimum requirement that I'm looking for when I see a blockbuster. It's like just get me on board enough and I will be carried through fine. And I think that movie's just right on the cusp of that. And that's yeah. why I'm willing to give myself to it as much as I am. Yeah. I think too that like with the with the whole faith thing when i was looking for backgrounds for this zoom session i found a meme that was like it was a picture of of shaw and it said like found out and met the people who created us still a christian you know because they still put that like she's wearing the cross during the whole thing and yeah um so yeah there are some like uh there's for sure some moments because i don't think you actually need the whole patrick wilson aspect in the movie at all sure um in fact i think that's like a cheap way to accomplish things like that yeah like rather than just have her stand on her own mm. um but uh but yeah so there was some moments definitely now that you've said it like when those two geologists go off and and die and then some of the ways in which like the power dynamics on board where she's like no we're leaving in a second whether they're back or not or you know, and then the final um, the final decision, like when the engineer is about to take off and they're just going to ram it. Yeah. Um, those. While like 
I felt the moment when everything's crumbling and you see, like, I remember that moment from the trailer where Shaw's running on those like pivoting rocks. And I'm like, ah, you know, this is crazy. Yeah. But my favorite moments in the movie are the claustrophobic moments when they're mm. in one place and they don't understand it. Like, um, like the first time they see the hologram engineers running. Yeah. You know, how terrifying was that? Um, so again, it doesn't really feel like an alien movie. Uh, and I think a lot of people were upset by that because that's not what they were looking for. But I think it's a better movie than than any of the alien movies. Right. I still I love this movie. And like, I don't have a problem. Like if I'm entertained and I buy in, then it really doesn't matter if it fits the fandom that it's supposed to. I, I right. love the movie Man of Steel. I love that movie. Okay. And people are like, well, it's not a Superman movie because he kills. And I'm just like, shut up. It's a good movie. I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. Loved it. Does it have problems? Sure. But you're going to tell me Aquaman's a better movie. Get out of here. Go on somewhere. Uh, right now. Prometheus has a 73% on tomato meter. It's the cert it's certified fresh at 73%. Okay. And the audience score is 68%. Now let me tell you, when Prometheus was coming out, I remember the tomato meter actually being a lot higher. Like critics okay. favored critics favored this as a masterpiece. Um and it was the fans and the viewers that started to turn on it. And so what I'm actually surprised, I'm surprised at how low the tomato meter is now. I thought it would have been in the eighties, not a big difference, yeah. 63, but I'm surprised the audience score is 68% because when this movie came out, you would have thought that this was literally, um, uh, the Tommy Wiseau movie. What's it called? The room. You would have thought this movie was yeah. the room just based Got purely it. on the fact that Damon Lindelof and like, it just wasn't what, and it's so funny because all it takes is time and space to to this stuff. Now that the fluff of the the release and the anticipation, now all that's gone, and we're able to just kind of look back. It just feels silly hating something like this so much. And there are people that do. And I'm just like, like I said before, I, I mean, I would love, I would take movies like this, you know, a hundred times over some of the bullshit that we get now. And yeah. I, I was wondering, like, I wonder if this is the best most hated movie of all time because it just feels so silly to be that so upset over it oh that's a good question i have no I, like i don't even know any of the other films that would be in the same category best hated films i mean man of steel's up there people I, hate that movie. honestly honestly i agree with that like i like i like man of steel a, probably a lot less than you it sounds like but Mm -hmm. I I also agree that it's like so like tepid that it's weird to be so like polar like I hate it, this It's movie. the best Superman movie. Like you can say that. Um I think Will the they take your card. I think the original is actually pretty good, but I mean, I also don't I'm not really in love with any Superman movie. I just think that yeah. the original is pretty good. No. I haven't, I haven't seen Superman 2. Uh it's fine. That's but, okay. But I still agree with your point. Man of Steel is probably mm -hmm. one of the best, most hated movies ever because it's just like, there's so. What are some, what are some others? That's a great question. 
Um, Zack Snyder had another movie called Sucker Punch, and that was Kevin Mark's contribution to the conversation, where it's like, I've never heard anyone ever defend that movie, so maybe that's, I don't know. <laughs> R.I.P. Kevin Marks. Um, that was his contribution, but I don't I don't know what to say, because I've never seen it, so. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've also never heard that it's great, so it's just him, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but that's a really I mean, fun a- Avatar is probably an example of that. The uh, the amount of energy that people put into Avatar, it's like, it's a really good movie. <laughs> like, it, it yeah, really it's is. Fine. It's really yeah. good. So, but anyway. It's, it's Fern Gully. It's Fern Gully 2. Secret of the Use. No, I, th- I think Avatar is a fine movie. I saw it once and I don't need to see it again. Or maybe I do because I was wrong. Like it was just a fun silly goose time. I'm proposing this, even though I know that you won't listen and you won't do it. But in September, they are releasing in theaters the remastered Avatar, um, the original Avatar, in anticipation for Avatar Two. So I'm I'm personally excited to watch Avatar in theaters again <laughs> once it's remastered. But what year did Avatar come out? It was oh eight oh nine. Okay, so there's no way it's going to look as good as Prometheus. Well, I mean, the original Avatar, watching it on Blu-ray at home, still looks really fucking good. So oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. But they haven't released, I don't think, any James Cameron movies in 4K, except Terminator 2. So we still have to wait on all these 4Ks. Um, That's the but, best Terminator movie. Of course. But I think... Um, I think the 4K of Avatar is coming right after that release. I think that's the whole point of remastering it. So uh, I am I watched Avatar a couple of weeks ago, and I'm excited to watch it again uh, under those conditions. But anyway, yeah, I, I would love to maybe examine that on a, at a later date. Yeah. Um, I think The Last Jedi is like that. Like, Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's, one it's of fine. The, it's maybe one of the best blockbusters to come out in 10 years, but people act like it's The Room. <laughs> Do people like the movie Big Trouble in Little China? Because that's a great movie. I don't know. I'm sure they do. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's revered as a classic, but, you know. Yeah, anyway. Um. So I'll go through my notes real quick. But um. I, I, I don't know. I guess I forgot how stacked the cast is because mm-hmm. so much time has gone by. Like, they even hired a guy to play Wayland. Like, they hired Guy Pierce to play Wayland. They hired Patrick right. Wilson to play her dad for one scene of course this was like fastbender at his peak with magneto and yeah. uh even i noticed one of the guys in the background he doesn't get a single line of dialogue he's one of the crew members i was like i recognize that guy he was in the scene at the beginning where they're all sitting there listening to the wayland hologram explain the mission and i thought about it more and more and i was like that is the guy who plays the night king in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I knew who that, the stuntman who plays the Night King is one of the crew members. Like, I literally recognized, and of course, the girly with the penis cut. I mean, that was um, um, uh, Lady Aaron um, from Game of Thrones. Too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, She's the worst. No, oh, yeah. Kate Off. Dickey? Yeah. I think that's who, who played Ford? Yeah, uh, what, she's what, all i think or? she was was she the mom in the witch yes she was okay yeah that woman god bless her for finding being a character actor because she's good. like 
She's like the Scottish or is she Irish? She's like the Scottish Irish female Paul Dano. How dare you? Paul Dano is a gift. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, what else you got? I mean, I feel like we've covered yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I love that I brought that Damon Lindelof bit to you. Oh, yeah. It, you know, I, I have a complicated history with Lindelof because he does some things that just Everybody drive does. me insane. Yeah. But he's so good at setting up what they need to do is they need much like in the movie uh, Pulp Fiction. They need to hire uh, a, a cleanup guy who comes in and cleans up the endings of all Damon Lindelof films uh, and TV shows. I actually I love Damon Lindelof. I actually disagree because I think this movie is a reason why that's not always the case. Sure. Because, well, and, and the end of the Watchmen. The way the way that we talk about Damon Lindelof projects is way more interesting than we talk about most filmmakers. Sure. But you still like I still want endings to things. And right. he's like, no, I left it open to interpretation. Oh, did you? Did you or did you just not write anything? Well, I mean, this is the age old conversation that you and I have is that like, I don't I don't actually think his stuff is actually as open to interpretation as people think. I actually do think there is sort of a I don't know. Well, as a white male, you would. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I see everything from my prism and it's hard to see anything through anybody else's prism. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think he did end this movie well and the Watchmen series. I thought that was ended kind. Of, I liked it. Yeah, you know whether it was done well or not, it doesn't matter. I I enjoyed it. At least it had an ending. Um, another scene that I loved real quick again, just to call back to the scene where they examine the skull. Um, I love that for some reason. <laughs> it's so interesting, to, and I loved how seeing the muscles contract and they're mm-hmm. like tricking the nervous system, like. I love that scene. That's an unsuspecting favorite scene of mine. Uh, the one where the head explodes? Yeah. I yeah, that's sick. I like it a lot. In more ways than one. It was like, ooh, yeah. I was, I'm eating. Yeah. How dare you? Um, but anyway, I, I don't know. I think that does it. I think we had a pretty healthy conversation about Prometheus on its 10th birthday. Who do you think's hotter? Okay. Who do you think's hotter in this movie? It's a sexist. Michael Fassbender or the the main engineer that talks at the end who's hotter <laughs> yeah powder powder the rock or Michael Fassbender well Fassbender he models his entire look off of uh it's a what Peter O'Toole at Lawrence of Arabia is the movie he's watching right so it's like it really sure. it really kind of comes down to Peter O'Toole and uh the engineer and the engineer is like inspired by like Greek god statues. And Heck I, yeah. So more attractive. I'm going to go fast spender. Okay, you're wrong. But if you could have cast one, I'd just be too preoccupied with being scared by the engineer at first okay. that I wouldn't even be able to consider his attractiveness. <laughs> Who would be the worst cast as the engineer? Is it is it Gary Busey? Vin Diesel. Like if the engineer, the main engineer at the end, if it was Gary Busey, 
is there another actor who would do a worse job? Like who would take you out of it more than Gary Busey in this movie? Well, because I feel like you asked that question just so you could make the Gary Busey joke. That's the only thing I can think about now. Danny DeVito. I mean, it, (laughs) Let's say like there's a dimly lit set and all of a sudden yeah. an actor pulls forward and this is yeah. the engineer. Um, yeah, I think you'd hear like gr- crickets chirping or whatever at like a Danny DeVito or something like that. <laughs> or uh, what's his face? Like that's um, the scary movie like parody scene. It's like when, when a scary right. movie parodies like who the engineer actually is and who all. <laughs> all of mankind is modeled after and it becomes like, someone like that out walks out deuce bigelow male gigolo rob schneider god it'd be amazing yeah mm. anything else that's it baby okay we had to finish on that note uh <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh guys thank you so much what a fun rewatch to do there's all kinds of other rewatches that we've done on the youtube channel right now the lost world jurassic park uh we just did uh also never before scenes which is kind of just what we did here except movies we've never seen before i put one up of insomnia um can have you seen insomnia by christopher nolan yes yeah so i watched that for the very first time the other days which means I'm about to finally do an every movie ever for Christopher Nolan. I'm pretty sure I know exactly where I'm going to go with that ranking. So I'm excited about that. All kinds of stuff going on uh, with Top Gun right now. My early reaction, my retrospective rewatch, all that stuff. I even got a TikTok just to talk about Top Gun. Wow. So real, real quick, this video does come out after Top Gun Maverick. What, what's your take on what I said or what people are saying about this movie now? Is it as easy to naysay as it was last week? No, I mean, so I watched. Do you a, do you trust my opinion? Like, because you, I know that it you're depends. thinking. Depends. I, I know it that you're depends. thinking you already wanted to love this movie. You love Tom Cruise, of course. Are you thinking, of course, you love Top Gun Maverick, or are you like, oh wow, it's really that good? <laughs> where, where are no, you going? So I watched your little thing in the car. Yeah. Um, and you made fun of me. I'm sure a lot which of. I think. Many women have said to you in your life. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, with Ernesto and Ernesto's response, I actually was like, oh, wow, this must be good. So I trust you, but we like different things about movies sometimes. Sure. And like movies I don't like, you'll be like, what are you talking about? That's great. Um, So, no, I think it seems like it's a big deal. It seems like it. You said the words religious experience. Yeah. And I've only ha- heard you say that one other time this year. And that was at everything, everywhere, everywhere. all at once. Two of the best movies of the year. So I, I will see both of those movies eventually. Uh, I am going to rewatch Top Gun Maverick. There's no way in hell I'm letting it escape theaters without seeing it at least one more time. Um, next week, I think I'm going to see it in Kentucky uh, with my family. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. Um, but anyway, guys, right now, I think the day that this video comes out, and this will be the last thing that I kind of push here. Uh, I think the day that this comes out is the day that we have a, there's a rewatch of what is it? Safety, not guaranteed because we're talking Colin Trevorrow right before Jurassic world comes out. Like Jurassic world, I think comes out the day after this is released. So all Mm. kinds of Jurassic park conversations going on right now as well so be on the lookout for that stuff 
Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RewatchRyan. Also on TikTok at RewatchRyan. I'm going to figure out how to make content for that. And um, Letterboxd.com well. slash RewatchRyan. Brando, where can people find you if you want them to find you? What if the engineer at the end of the movie Prometheus was Newman from Seinfeld? <laughs> but dressed as Newman. Yes. Uh, no, you can find me on uh, on Instagram at Brando Big Mouth. Oh, I have one more question. You going to watch uh, the Kenobi show? I cannot wait to watch it. I've been waiting Seriously? for my wife to get home. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. I'm not covering it on the channel until it's over, over like this, the full mm -hmm. season. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to watch it. I think right after I shut this off. So anyway, there's that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom.